Hello, it's Renee Barabo, the Practical Shaman, and welcome to the Shaman's Cave. Hi, and I'm Sandra Ingerman. Welcome to the Shaman's Cave. And we're going to re-hit on a subject that we've talked about because really you could talk about the subject over and over and over again and go deeper and deeper and deeper. And I believe that this time that we're in is really requiring us to re-examine all of our values, all of our ideas, all of our feelings, all of our physical behaviors, and really to look at how solid in our spiritual and our communities are supporting us for this time. So I suggested today to Sandra that we talk about gratitude. Gratitude is uh, a core practice in shamanism. Um, I know I always say this is a core practice of shamanism, <laughs> but um, gratitude is one of the most healing forces that exists. And uh, gratitude actually opens up a different path. If you're walking on a path going, oh no, I don't appreciate, I hate, I don't want to do this. You're walking down a, a particular path to an outcome that, that might not be for your benefit. But if you wake up and you say, I am so grateful for my life today, and I am so grateful for the support that I have of creating, have, getting an opportunity today to create a beautiful life for myself, guess what happens? You meet somebody at the right time. That energy of gratitude is so strong that it calls in what you need. Absolutely. And I agree with this core practice. And I think, you know, gratitude in some ways gotten a bad rap or like it's gotten one of those buzzwords, you know, the, and we don't really, really understand the deepness, the richness of, of gratitude. I know for sure that I didn't until I, I did this humbleche for, and I think I might have mentioned this in the past, on a humbleche for three days and three nights on the mountain. And when you go without food and water, you really begin to appreciate the essence of water. I, I remember kneeling in front of that spigot, you know, after three days, I was pretty thirsty. I mean, I was, I haven't drank in now over 30 years. And I was, I remember there was some beer bottle caps on near my, um, my, my sacred prayer hoop. And I would say, hmm, if I had a beer right now, no one would even notice. I mean, because I was just so, the, the, the thirst was um, really, I just remember how thirsty I was. And so I, finally, when I'm in front of the spigot, I was on my knees and, and I was so grateful that there was something that I could turn on to, like, you know, even if it's turning on God or turning on spirit, whatever, that instead of putting my mouth under it, like I probably you know, thought I deserved in that moment. I just took my bandana and I wet it and I, you know, damp, you know, dampened my, my lips. And I had been going to lodges for several years by that point. And I kept wanting to learn how to pray. I, you know, I felt my prayers were so weak compared to everybody else's in the circle because, you know, the best way to get out of gratitude is to compare yourself to everybody else. And I and, and finally, I understood that what was missing in my gratitude prayers was actual reverence, actual an experience that something bigger, broader than me was 
offering me a little bit of a, a, a drop of dew to moisten my lips. And so far, so often we're looking for it in the, you know, the million dollar lottery winnings and all of that, that we, we fail to build that gratitude muscle. Yeah, I, um, I know I shared this story um, in the last show that we did, but it's such an incredible story as, you know, Renee's story is filled with so much teaching and so much wisdom. Um, as uh, the Native people, I know personally what they're calling me up and saying to me is what is required right now is living in simpler times and and what renee is sharing um uh is a real example of that and um a story that i shared in um my book how to thrive in changing times was about um a Tibetan nun that was captured by the Chinese and was tortured for many, many years. And she, uh, after she was left at, at a prison, she um, moved to Santa Fe. We have a big com uh, Tibetan community here. And um, she uh, was in a bookstore one day, and uh, an esoteric bookstore, New Age bookstore, and a bunch of people gathered around her because she was one of those beings that um, was just so radiant and so filled with joy, you know, and people, you know, they're like going towards that light. People are always going to go towards that light. And so a conversation started and people asked her how she healed from being tortured for that many years in um, China. And she said, I created a mantra and I repeated this mantra all day long until I healed. And the mantra was, thank you for everything. I have no complaints whatsoever. Thank you for everything. I have no complaints whatsoever. And she healed herself of something that most people on the planet would never be able to heal from. And she was a walking presence of love and light. Um, and so it shows, it shows the healing power of gratitude. Um, the reverence that uh, Renee talked about, which we're really missing, um, but we're also missing how much gratitude um, helps people. And just saying the word thank you over and over and over again is a, a big healing statement. Absolutely. The, I think that it's so easy right now to get caught up in all of the things that are not feeling aligned to you. You know, you could just look outside of yourself every which way to find something that can disturb that peace. And, and, and I mean, I think that, I think we're, we're, it's like Velcro right now. You know, let me attach to that bad thought. Let me attach to that bad thought. Oh, okay. I mean, I even saw a post today that said, well, we're tired of COVID now, so we're going to move on to racial, you know, like some other racial tension, like that we're so, we, and, and, and that's not to, trust me, that's not to 
diminish anything that's going on in the world, but that we always need that next big thing to find something to, to be in disharmony about. And, you know, for me right now, I think all of this disharmony is a natural state of affairs when, when, uh, when the tree's rotting and, and it going back into the earth, you know, it has to, it has to find this disharmony state in order to be reincorporated in. So there's going to be a lot of disharmony, but how do you want to view it? I mean, that's, that's what you get, right, Sandra? How do you want to view it? Well, you know, for me, um, it's really interesting because I'm, I'm doing a lot of online teaching right now. And I have been. And um, what I'm, I'm watching happening within myself and the students who have been following me on certain courses um, is it's very, very much becoming clear. There's division everywhere. As, as things are falling apart, there, there is division everywhere. And it is a falling apart. It is a death. And it's a death, in my opinion, that needs to occur. We're not living a healthy lifestyle or respecting the earth in any way. Um, but within what's happening, so you've got, um, You've got um, the people from the right and, and people making decisions and doing whatever decisions they want to make. And then you've got um, the social activists who are doing a lot of work to bring attention to what is so disharmonious that needs to be changed. And this is crucial. Um, freedom of speech is crucial right now. And we need more of it. I did a summit yesterday and I actually said, if every woman, and I've been feeling this for way over 10 years, if every single woman on this planet would stand up and speak out, there would not be one child without a home and without food. The amount of starvation in this country is unconscionable. It's just unconscionable. And, um, and so it is a time for the, the activists to stand up and start to man better treatment, especially for the children on the planet. And a lot of people feel that way about the elders on the planet. And then there's another population. We've watched the suffering. We've been in the dissonance. We've been in the breakdown of society. We've been we've been doing the work and we've done whatever social activism we can and now all of a sudden we're being introduced to the fact that we're living on this planet but it's actually a multi-dimensional planet and there's more than one perception and there's more than one whole play or movie being played out in different dimensions. There are different dimensions of reality right here. And accidentally, this wasn't my intention, accidentally through some of the coursework I've been teaching, myself and a good population of students ended up moving into a dimension where we're seeing the beauty of the earth Nature is responding more to us. People who are who are really appreciating 
the beauty of nature right now. We're finding more nature beings being attracted to their energy because there are other energies they're trying to move away from right now. And so we, we also, it's controversial. I'm an empath. I'm not saying I don't feel good about stepping away from all the suffering. But at some, pe at some point, people are going to have to make a choice about what dimension of reality that they are going to want to live in. And there's going to be a lot of going back and forth and back and forth until you settle on this is my destiny and this is my path right now. Because we all have a destiny and we all have a path. Absolutely. Um, that happened naturally for us in the, the wind alchemy time bending class as well, that we just just moved to a different timeline. And, and, and our, we're going to be talking uh, in an upcoming episode about, you know, greed and money and what it looks like to shed these, these things at a, a at a deeper level so that you can live. So you, maybe, maybe we'll save a couple of steps from going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, like, you know, what do we really need? I think that's been my question lately. Like, I'm so grateful for every, this is me. I'm holding on. I'm so grateful for everything I have and I don't want any of it to go away. I want, I want everything to change, but I want everything to be the same. When I interviewed, um, oh, when I just interviewed that economic hitman guy, what's his name? John oh yeah, when I just interviewed John Perkins, that was the one takeaway for me from our conversation was that he said, I said, so if the elders are looking down on us, what are we missing? He said that we had to make a conscious choice with every building material, with everything we buy. Like yesterday, I was so proud of myself. I bought one cucumber, not in a bag. Mm -hmm. Didn't put it in a bag. You know what I mean? Kind of, came, I think, in a paper bag at the end, but because they won't let you bring your own bags into the grocery store. Uh, but the, um, but to like that ever since he said that, that has been, that's been really sitting with me. Every time I go to the trash can, I look and say like, wow, just wow. Like how immune am I to what Sandra was saying about the, you know, about living in harmony with the earth and, 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 and how I have to change that I'm now so grateful for one cucumber or one thing that I can grow in my yard or, you know, that we have to shift to, you know, I used to be grateful because I, I loved my new Subarus. Well, what about if this Subaru is going to last me for 10 more years? I mean, this whole idea of this construct of how I was okay has to change. Right. Yeah. And and that's one of the things I'm, I'm impressed about is um, that uh, I'm noticing it's not happening as much as it should probably happen, but I'm noticing um, even in the time of the COVID and as things are opening up a little bit, um, people are going out and starting to pick up garbage, you know, on the mm. beaches and, and the plastic that, you know, is hurting all of our amazing sea creatures and you know renee and i kind of started this conversation based on something i wrote on um my june transmutation news the newsletter that i write every month and haven't missed a month in 20 years 
And I was, sometimes I respond to things that I see on the news. And what I saw on the news was um, a man saying, it was something, I don't remember the exact words because I wrote the newsletter a month ago, but it was something like saying, uh, people need to die. People just need to die and let us go back to work and be able to take care of our children. And my response to that, which people who read my newsletter know that I've been saying this for 20 years. <laughs> There's barely a newsletter where I don't address what's happening with the elements. And, um, you know, we put the worst pollutants that are known to do damage to bodies that are beyond our imagination into the water that we drink, into the earth that we eat, and into the air that we breathe. And this man is saying that um, people need to go back to work and die, but he didn't talk about how he was going to take care of his children. Was he going to be part of a group cleaning up the planet for his children? Or was this only about, let me go back to work so I can buy things for my children, buy polluted things for your children? Um, you know, as Renee was talking about, we're, we're looking at a huge vision quest of looking at ways that we need to change our behavior. And we need to reframe the whole thing of money is more important than life. And what I've been saying since the 1980s is the statement, money is more important than life, which I've been hearing since I wrote my book, Soul Retrieval, is everybody who is saying money is more important than life has lost their soul and needs a soul retrieval. Because who is filled with the beauty of their divine soul, this beautiful being given to us by the creator, would actually say the words, money is more important than life. I would love to hear somebody who actually has their soul say those words, and I'd love to sit down and talk to them. I don't know if you'll find that person, but probably is a good time for the little exercise we are going to do on gratitude. And, and so what is that? What, you know, what I thought we would do is, is call in the wind to find out, you know, what is, what is blocking that, uh, that sunlight hitting your soul of complete gratitude. Like, so look in, look in your body and see where there's a block, you know, where there is that experience of uh, feeling blocked from the sunlight, you know, that sunlight of experience. And so there's, I, I, there's some wind holes on the sides of the sun. So why don't, I'm going to just, blow the wind whistle a few times and why don't you imagine if you will the sunlight of gratitude flooding your body and anything from going from your head all the way down to your feet that's blocking you from experiencing the sunlight of gratitude gratefulness a open gratitude heart maybe you want to start with your heart center and radiate that out feeling the sun coming in let it go up to those wind holes on the side of the sun and let 
let the sun filter in and anything blocking you from that sunlight go out. How does that sound? That sounds beautiful. I'm ready. <laughs> All right. So we're just going to um, let's call upon the north wind to do this because that's the wind of spirit and community. I invite you to close your eyes and imagine yourself standing in a field or somewhere out in nature that really fills you up, fills your heart up, fills your soul up. And as you're standing there and as I start to blow the wind whistle, experience the sunlight coming in and why doesn't it come in through your heart and radiate out through your entire body. And, and as it's radiating out, see where there's little pockets of, yeah, but if only's, and yes, but not for me, and if I only had, or if I just made more money, all of those things, and let those actually filter back out, out your body and up on the side of the sun, there are these wind holes, and so the light's coming, pouring in, and anything that's standing in the way is filling up, sending it out through the wind holes for time and space to be mulched into a grateful heart. So we're going to call to Boreas the north wind. And feel that solar wind filling up your heart, moving out through your body, seeing where there's any blockages. Scan your body fully. And on this next final wind breath, see everything, all these dense particles leaving and going back as the sunlight's filtering throughout these two wind holes. One last time, bring the sunlight down in through the top of your head, all the way through the heart, and see if it's not a little bit lighter. Maybe it's a color. And then you can go back and repeat this journey as you need to, to move away those denseness of ungratefulness, distress, disease, and send it back out to those those wind channels by the sun. That was beautiful. I loved it. That's a simple little thing. Well, it's the simple. Again, I, I, um, I have this friend, Jose Lucero, who is an elder in the Santa Clara Pueblo and Jose 
keeps calling me um, and he keeps on saying, we have to return to the simple ways. We have to return to the simple ways. And so I tell people the actual, the, the shortest, simplest ceremonies sometimes have the most power. Hmm. Well, I think our next show should be on the simple way. What does the simple way look like? So stay with us. And if you're looking to connect more deeply, I know that you can come over to the uh, Shaman's Cave. You can follow us at shamanstv.com. And if you sign up to be on our newsletter, uh, it tells you about the upcoming, it tells us about the show that day and also anything that Sandra and I have going on. I happen to have a wind knot deepening retreat for the solstice. And it's going to be all day on June 20th. And I'm really looking forward to creating a hybrid retreat that's virtual, telepathic, and uh, nature-informed. So I'm very, very excited about that. And Sandra, do you have something coming up? No, I just finished a workshop. And um, in, uh, in August, I will be uh, continuing on the course on how to keep our spiritual immunity strong and how we can keep radiating light and how we can keep honoring um, the people who uh, and the nature beings who die and looking at issues of how do we get through the dark night of the soul. Um, it's going to be a very intense workshop that I have never taught before. Awesome. Count me in. All right. Well, we'll see you uh, next week on the Shaman's Cave. And until then, stay well, stay happy, and be thankful. Blessings, everyone. Mm -hmm.